Age is just a number, and so are the milestones of the Dow. But we love to celebrate them both and then maybe obsess about what it all means for the future. We're talking Dow 29K and while this mi- why this milestone may be different on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Only Tiller Money automatically updates Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and account balances. You can try Tiller for free by going to tillerhq.com or, and this is much better, how about free plus 20% off your annual subscription if you head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Well, we have a sale on Tiller if you use our uh, link, but Bobby, no sale on the stock market. It's through the roof. It is through the roof, but you know it's up for debate whether it's a good value or not. Some people might say there's still a lot of money on the sidelines that can come in. People are saying there's going to be still going to be a rotation into uh, stocks from still a lot of money in the fixed income market. We'll get into that. It's it's crazy. It feels like we were just doing a story about how the stock market was taking such a break because of all the tension in the Middle East. And now we're talking about brand new highs. Yep. Yeah. Let's see who's going to help us kick off today's show and then we'll get to it. This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. All right. This uh, piece comes to us from Market Watch. It's written by Mark DeCamber. Uh, Mark writes, the Dow just closed above 29,000 for the first time in a brisk 40 trading days. The Dow Jones Industrial Average on Wednesday closed at the psychologically significant 29,000 milestone, marking the first finish at or above that level for the blue chip benchmark. The Dow closed out Wednesday's action following the signing of the first phase of a multi-stage trade pact between China and the U.S., up 0.3% to 29,030, a gain of over 90 points. The gain marks the 40th trading day since its last milestone on November 15th and the fastest such ascent for the Dow since January 2018 when it took only eight trading sessions to close at 26,000. To be sure, round numbers like 29,000 aren't necessarily significant for the market, but they can help to reflect growing upbeat sentiment despite a number of risks that have confronted investors in 2020. For years, market experts had termed the bull market the, quote, most hated in history. I never hate a bull market, Joe. And increasing bullishness in the current phase of the run-up continues to feed fears that equity markets and bond markets, for that matter, are becoming too richly valued by some measures and that average investors aren't necessarily benefiting from the upsurge. Um, It also talks about the fact that the S&P is reaching new highs and the NASDAQ reached its second best gain in history. I also want to mention a detente between China and the U.S. on longstanding trade clashes has provided markets the platform to gain altitude so far in 2020, with investors also digesting fourth quarter earnings. 
And I do want to point out this this other paragraph here. Of course, the higher the Dow Jones Industrial Average rises, the smaller each 1,000-point move is in percentage terms. But individual investors have tended to pay close attention to the Dow when it carves out fresh milestones. And we can talk in a minute about the chart that they do have in this article. What's your first thought when you when you saw this piece when I sent it over to you? Oh, that was my thought. Like, that was? Yeah. Okay. Awe is in relax or awe no, is in... No, just like in... eye roll. I mean, I remember, I'm going to age myself, but I do remember I was working on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I'm going to look up what it is. It was 1999. It was March 29th of 1999 that the Dow hit 10,000. And I remember before... So I was a reporter there. For people that don't know my background, I was a reporter there. And um, I think I was... Maybe I was at CNN at the time. Anyway, but they handed out... Um, no, I'm sorry. I was a nightly business report. They handed out these um, baseball hats that said 10,000. And it was a few days ahead of it. You know, they were waiting and waiting and waiting. And to me, that really is always going to be the big milestone, 10,000. Um, so, because you hit, I guess you hit a five digit number. And then, you know, the percentage gains, when you look at this chart, I mean, to go from 1,000 to 2,000, obviously that's 100%. And, you know, it took a much longer time. I mean, it took from 1972 to 1987, right? So we don't say, ooh, the Dow's up, you know, 10%. We just talk about these numerical milestones and not how much it gained. The last, this last bit, you know, it's just a, few, a couple percent. It's not that, it's not as much. It's funny. I thought the same thing, which is why I wanted <laughs> to talk about this uh, uh, piece because I saw so many, you know, I wake up in the morning, I make myself breakfast. I sit down with my flipboard and I start going through financial pieces right? And looking at stuff. I saw, I think to round out the number, a bajillion pieces about this quote milestone and about 29,000 and what a big deal it was. And, and, and I thought, how funny, like if I don't know anything about money and I don't know, and I'm just getting started, I led to believe that this is a big, big thing, Bobby. I mean, mm. all of the all of the pomp and circumstance around twenty nine thousand or or twenty eight thousand, twenty seven thousand, twenty six thousand. Whenever we hit any of these milestones, there's a bunch of it. It means nothing. It means nothing toward my goal. It means nothing toward um, toward what I want to achieve for myself at all. All it means is that my money's doing what it's supposed to do over long periods of time. The stock market should go up, and the Dow should gen fairly often have some new number that it hit. If it doesn't hit new numbers that's when we're running into trouble. Right. I mean, I think we should really only count at least in 10,000 increments as being significant, clearly. And I also think that we have to look at the stakeholders in creating buzz about this. Who benefits? Well, anyone that's selling content because it's something you can write about. And there's a lot of content creators that are under constant pressure to churn out more and more content. That's one of the reasons I was very frustrated in my, quote, as we now call it now, traditional media career is that it went from doing one or two stories a week to they wanted me by the end to do six pieces a week. Now, the six pieces weren't the same <laughs> quality, but it's still just a huge amount of volume of content. So people are looking desperately for something to say. I mean, instead of having a half to half an hour of evening news, these stations have to fill so much time. So if they can create a new headline saying Dow closed above 29,000 with a breaking news flash, that's content for them. That's something to think about. There's also people that make money from FOMO that people might feel, okay, we can get more people to invest in the stock market if they feel like they're missing the ride. And so when you promote something like this, it gives people 
the feeling, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Or some people might also take profits. So no, that's what I was thinking. Go the other way. No, I'm it's totally creating a moment. Yeah. It's artificial. It's like a Hallmark holiday for the markets. <laughs> I like that. Totally Let's make that the headline. Totally Hallmark is. holiday for the market. Twenty nine thousand Hallmark holiday coined by me. Yes, yeah, send somebody a card and then forget mm-hmm. about it. My uh, uh, one of my takes was exactly that, which was. Uh, people are going to take it positively going, oh, I'm not in and I need to be in more. No, you don't. You need to be in according to your goals. And 29,000 is irrelevant toward that. On the other side, uh, to your point, people are going, oh, it's overheated. It's at 29,000. So I should probably exit. No, you shouldn't. It just, it's like you're driving past a milestone on the road and you're, you're, you know, it's like a mile marker. Yeah, uh, it's a couple percent in this case. I mean, it's, you know, versus, you know, going from one to two is obviously 100%. Going from 9,000 to 10,000, that's 10%. So, you know, just think about that. It's not like the market went up 10% in 40 days. The market went a couple right. percent up. Right, right. I didn't... So it's one-fifth as important in that, in theory, right? I, right. And, and, and I was trying to think, I was trying to think about this... Um, you know, through, through analogies. And I try to think about what is this, like, like the why behind the reason you Mm -hmm. and I, and I are saying this. And if I'm an investor, if I'm a new investor, what I need to know is this, is that the, the stock market going up, all that that means is that share prices continue to go up and share prices have to go up for shareholders to increase the value, for company values to increase. So it, it, all that the stock market going up is, is a marker of companies becoming worth more. If companies aren't worth worth more, the whole economy crumbles. So I th- when I would work with new investors back when I was a financial planner, I would have to explain that because until that time, people thought it was a little bit of voodoo, Bobby. Well, the stock market could crash tomorrow. Well, let's talk about the implication of what that means. If Amazon stock goes to zero, which is a big part of the S&P 500, that -hmm. means Amazon is gone. What do you think the chances that Amazon's no longer going to be in business? And my client, who's never invested before, would go, well, yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay, but hold on. Apple would also need to go out of business. So would General Motors, maybe maybe a little closer chance that that could happen, but still probably not could happen tomorrow. Um, General Electric would have to go out of business. So you you, you go through the S and P five hundred. Be careful there. <laughs> Good point. Uh, you go through the S and P five hundred though, and you look at all these companies, and you just ask yourself, what's the chance these are going to go away? Uh, but on the other side, the Dow going up just says that companies are continuing to earn money. For share, which they pass on to shareholders. That's all it is over the long period of time. So if we, if if we hit a new high, that's why I think Bobby and I are big time rolling our eyes. Yes, and remember, we do have a constant stream of money, generally inflows going in just from the nation's people investing in four hundred one ks and those kind of things that are automated. So there's a natural tendency to lift more than obviously withdrawals. We could get really wonky and talk about the changes in the Secure Act and how that's going to keep just, more just, money in the market longer. But essentially, was, <laughs> high level, you used to have to take money out the April 1st after you turned 70 and a half. And now that's now going to be the year you turn 72. 
So that will keep money in the stock market a little bit longer as a nation, as we like to say. I was so thinking, that's a little tweak. Getting I was, super nerdy there. <laughs> well, and when you even when you brought that up, I'm like, okay, Bobby just extended the length of this episode by about ten. No, minutes. I said I, I made my point. The point yes. is, you don't have to take money out of retirement right. vehicles as young. You get more time, which means money stays in there longer. The good news is, is that you do get to leave your money in longer. The bad news is, is we do have to bring this to a close at some point. So toward <laughs> that end, Bobby's going to come up with her uh, with her takeaway. I'm going to have mine. Before we get there, though, I want to talk just a little bit about our sponsor for today's show, which is Tiller Money. I use Tiller Money because of the fact that it's a spreadsheet. I'm not a spreadsheet guy, but I've used a bunch of different apps. And the frustrating thing for me with apps is I can't change the parts I don't like. With Tiller, it's like an app, but because it's spreadsheet-based, I can just hit delete on areas that I don't want to track, or I can I can combine categories if I want. On the other side, by the way, if you're somebody who's much more of a spreadsheet geek than I am, you can slice and dice it as much as you want. How often do I go to Starbucks on Tuesday versus Thursday? doesn't matter what it is, Tiller can do it for you. To check it out, you go to tillerhq.com, but if you use our link, you'll also get 20% off your subscription if you buy it. It's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And you and I, Bobby, both know some of the people over at Tiller and just a cool little company, great people that are just trying to do a great service. And frankly, people that eat their own cooking, which I like too. You talk to Tiller, people that work there, they're all like super excited, not for you and I to buy it. They're excited about it so that it's better for them, which is what I like maybe even more. Yeah. And it's a great thing to do for the new year. Yeah. Get on top of your money. All right. What's your takeaway, Bobby? I still, like I said, I have this hat that I got from the New York Stock Exchange when the Dow hit 10,000. And I remember um, what a big deal it was. And it's fun. I mean, these these milestones are a talking point. But the reality is tomorrow is just another day. So I guess we discussed why we shouldn't discuss this. We were kind of negative and yet we were being hypocrites because here we are. We just created content from this show. <laughs> we <did>. So <laughs> let's be honest and own it. There will definitely be a show about Dow 30K and it's coming up fast. <laughs> we will profit off that too, where we tell you it's baloney. Yes, we are hypocrites here. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. And and you know what? Uh, I had a, a little bit longer um, takeaway, but I like, I like the one you did. Earlier, better. I want to end the show on Hallmark Holiday. Hallmark Holiday. Oh my God. Drop <laughs> the mic. Hallmark Bobby. Holiday. That's it. There you go. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today. Uh, if you'd like to watch us make the show or help us make the show, head to our new YouTube channel where we made this one. It is uh, go to YouTube, put in Money with Friends, and you'll see our logo there. Click on it, hit subscribe, and you'll get a, an uh, alert whenever we go live uh, on the podcast. If you want to know, sometimes we know ahead of time when we're going live. And to do that, you can go to our uh, our uh, website, <laughs> Money with Friends Podcast. Dot com and we'll also tell you on Instagram when we uh, when we're going live. Yeah, there's a whole nice calendar that we have on our website that gives you future tapings if you want a little bit more warning, and it also has the links to the stories that we talk about. Awesome. And on Instagram, our Instagram handle is also Money with Friends Pod, right? No, it's at Money Friends Pod. Money it didn't Friends fit. Pod. It didn't That's fit, right. Joe. And so I want it to be the same as Twitter. It's a long story, but just go with at Money Friends Pod, guys. And you got it. 
Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for today. Bobby and I back here on Monday with more. We'll see you next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.